This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 421. Six tips to get found on Google. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there and welcome. It's Jason once again. And this is an episode that I've been wanting to update in quite some time that over the years, you know, you do a podcast for roughly eight years, put out roughly 421 episodes. Over time, some of the information is often prone to change. And yes, this week's episode is mostly about the business of getting clients, the business of growing your hypnotic business, which simply put, what good are those methods that you learn to help your clients if you don't yet actually have clients in front of you. Now, I'm going to caution you, though, to make sure you listen all the way through to the end of this week's episode, because there's a couple of things that I'll simply admit that I learned the hard way. Simple things over the years that I thought, you know what, let me just hire this thing out. That's going to take it off my plate. They can probably do it better than I can. And let this be the real official warning here that Simply put, if you're doing some of the wrong things online, it's not that they're not going to help you. That's a lot of double negatives inside of one sentence. It's not that they're not going to work. It's more that they're actually going to penalize you and make you even more invisible online. Some of this involves some things that are relatively moderately technical, not too crazy in terms of this week's episode. Though in most cases, what we're about to get into is really the stuff that should be addressed even before you ever consider hiring someone out to, let me just say it directly, try to game the system and try to convince Google that your site is better than it actually is. Now, a little bit of future-proofing here. I am recording this and releasing this. It's August of 2023. Here's the cool thing. As I'm looking at this list of the six items I'm about to dive into, Every single one of them, well, with the exception of half of number four, which has to do with mobile content, <laughs> all of these, with the exception of half of number four in my list, are all things that were also true like 10 years ago, were also true like 15 years ago, were also true back when it was Yahoo, back when it was the AOL search engines, and if sometime in our lifetimes Google gets replaced by something else... I almost guarantee you all of this stuff is still going to be true. So it's my position to always want to help you to future-proof your business and not just feed you the stuff that worked a whole bunch of years ago and pretend it's fresh. Was that too snarky? I think it might have been. So we're about to dive into these six tips to get found on Google. And for more like this, head over online to the show notes of this week's episode. Again, it's going to come out in August of 2023. I'm actually live streaming the recording of this one here. So some of you may try to go to a webpage a little too early. Wait until the official Thursday release on the 17th, I believe. And that's when you'll see all the resources attached to this. You can find those over at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 421. That'll be there as the episode releases. And while you're there, well, you can go here right now, check out Hypnotic Business Systems. Com. And before I even detail exactly what's on that page, head over there, Work Smart Hypnosis, the website, and also there's hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Specifically, take note of how the hypnoticbusinesssystems.com page 
is like 95% other people talking about their results with the program that we have over on WorkSmart Hypnosis. The history of this is that it first actually came out about 10 years ago, and at first it was originally tell you what to do, then it became show you how to do some of the technical things. And since I closed down the business that I used to run in Virginia for about a dozen years, now it's really morphed into give you the assets to get you up and running even faster. There are done-for-you marketing campaigns. There are step-by-step -step tutorials. There's a product that you have my permission to replicate and position as your own. You can find the entire video tour of exactly what this is over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And wait till you hear the details of item number two on my list, which is going to make a whole lot of this crazy simple. Check out the video tour. Listen to everybody else's feedback over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's episode. Here we go. This is session number 421, six tips to get found on Google. Let's dive directly in. Now, this week's episode, again, six tips to get found on Google. I purposefully titled this week's episode in the format of what's called a listicle. It's not an article. It's not a list. It's somewhere between the two of these. And admittedly, it originally was five items. And specifically, there was one more thing that had to be added. So there we go. That's why you're getting six specific tips. Now, take note as well. Other than one thing I'm going to mention in the intro here, most of this is surprisingly non-technical because people put up this category of search engine optimization. They put this up on some sort of a pedestal and see it as something big and impossible that they cannot yet do. And admittedly, other than this little quick intro aside of a technical nature, everything I've got here on my list are all things that every single one of you could dive into probably today. Now, I'm going to give you a shortcut here. And by shortcut, really, I'm going to give myself a shortcut. So let's say that item number zero, the starting point of this, is to install Google Analytics on your website. Now, here's the catch. I am not going to produce a tutorial for you showing you how to do that. And that's not because I'm a jerk. No, the reason why is that that's a platform that Google is constantly changing. In fact, Google, which is really owned now by a parent company called Alphabet, which also owns YouTube, which is actually the number two search engine. If you head over to YouTube and just do a search for how to install Google Analytics on my website, for everything that you do not know how to do on the web, a 12-year-old named Marcus has put together a video showing you exactly how. And I'm going to point you to YouTube to see exactly how to go about doing that. If you know what your website is built on, whether it's something like WordPress, or I have some sites on WordPress, I have some on ClickFunnels 2.0, I'm a big fan of the platform Kajabi, and basically do a search and plug in the extra words you might need. Somebody has put up a tutorial because that's going to help you to get some really important data, which is actually how item number two on my list, oh man, do I have some substantial data here I'm going to start to reference. So other than this technical little task, and you could even just hire someone else to do that one simple part, the rest of this is all surprisingly simple, and these are all things you can dive into immediately. Take note as well, 
that none of this is for the mindset of trying to trick the system. None of this is trying to fool the search engines. And some of you, the nerdier ones with me, are already smiling because it used to be the game of what's called backlinks. How many places could I plant seeds pointing at my website? Well, item number one on my list is often the reason why if people try to do that nowadays, it doesn't work the same way. Because, well, Google can see that, and this is true for every search engine, by the way, I'm just talking about Google because clearly they won. Just put that out there. So it's looking at it from the angle of all the search engines. And again, none of this is what's considered to be a black hat strategy, trying to trick the system and fool it to putting you up the search results here. So let's dive in. Item number one, quality content on your website. That right there is the number one starting point. Content is king or queen, whatever you want to call it. So looking at it from this point of view that really it's the ability to draw people in and they're genuinely called robots. Sometimes they're called spiders. It's these automated AI algorithms that are crawling around the web and looking at websites and seeing what's been updated, what content is on there. And simply put, if there's nothing to read, if there's nothing to observe inside of your content on your website, well, your website is not being seen as a source of quality. Therefore, you're not going to be seen. Now, take note, I'm going to not necessarily go laser specific here and say that you need to blog, though, perhaps if that's the way that you can be consistent and preview of number four, have some updates to your site might be a mechanism. What are the questions that people typically ask you? What are the issues that you help with? In an ideal world, it's okay if you are the person who has several specialties or one specific thing that you've niched down to, or even if you position yourself as a generalist. If I can give you one piece of advice, though, that has changed my business, and if you head over to that hypnoticbusinesssystems.com page. I think it's actually Karen Hand who references this too. But having specific pages for specific issues that people would reach out to you for. Because right now, by doing that, suddenly now you've got actually quality content that's on that page. What are the questions people are asking? What are the things that you can do in FAQ of frequently asked questions around? Content has got to be there. Otherwise, if you are throwing money at a company that's promising all sorts of things that really get you climbing up the ranks without genuine content on your website, that's going to be a, well, genuine problem. So step one is to step into this mindset that I've said for at least a decade now. In the 21st century, you are a content creator first that happens to provide a product or a service. So start to expand what you talk about, the things you might say as you're on the phone with somebody asking about your services, the things you might talk about as you're doing parts of your intake and interview and pre-talk with your clients, start to publish some of that on your website. Now you've actually got something for not just the robots and the spiders, but also people to truly engage with. So step one, quality content on your website. Point number two is kind of my personal favorite. Use the words your clients use. Because as hypnotists, as people in this 
helping profession where linguistics and specific hypnotic language patterns are a big part of what we do, many of you like to get way too damn clever, and by doing so, you lose the clarity of your message, and suddenly now you become invisible, and they cannot find you. Okay, yeah, we all can get into these. Here come the air quotes for those of you just listening to this. Uh, here come the subconscious rules of the mind that if we call it weight loss, somebody unconsciously is going to want to find what they lose. So you're actually setting your client up for self-sabotage by calling it weight loss. And I mean, that just sounds so damn clever, doesn't it? Yeah, but you're not going to be found and you're not going to be helping those clients wanting weight loss hypnosis. So start to think in terms of the actual words that your clients are actually using. Start to listen to your people. I have to throw in the silly anecdote of the time that I get a phone call and it's uh, back when I was in Virginia. Yeah, I want to come in for the smoking sensation. You see, it's funny because it's not actually pronounced sensation. It's pronounced cessation, but they said sensation and legitimately I did have to respond. That sounds great, but that's not legal yet in Virginia. What's your goal? I want to quit smoking. Awesome. Let's talk about that. So I've actually got, I mentioned in the sort of preamble here that, and this is a resource that's published inside of our hypnotic business systems community. It's where right before we shut down that company in Virginia and I moved down here to Orlando, Florida, you're able with Google Analytics installed after you have a bit of data collected on your website to swoop in and actually see what are the words people are organically typing into the web to find what you and I do. As we like to say, guessing sucks. Here's what actually works. Now, let me throw in a disclaimer. Some of the things I'm going to reference here are a bit appropriately biased. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. They're appropriately biased because this was the data for the Virginia Hypnosis Company at the peak of its growth. This is at the height of it. So this may be swayed a little slightly based on the topics and the issues that I would have worked with as a hypnotist, and some of these I still continue to work with to this day. I say it's appropriately biased, though, because, well, that's a business that sold more than $2 million of individual private client income over the course of the more than 10 years that it ran. So yes, it's biased, but it's biased off of a hypnosis practice that actually was successful. And yes, I want to lean into that being an arrogant phrase, not for um, myself, uh, congratulations, but more so of if you're making decisions based upon guessing, stop it. If you're making decisions based upon you have a local hypnosis meetup group and no harm here, at least in terms of the environment, but in terms of the decision to follow some of the advice that can often pop up. It's the person who doesn't have a business, doesn't actively see clients, doesn't actually do the work that you want to do, and you're getting business advice from them. Can we say blind, leading the blind? So um, fun fact here, I'm looking at this list. Uh, I actually pulled, and those of you inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, you all have this in the SEO section, the top 1,000 keywords organized by a search mechanism that was the result of people who did the search and also ended up on my page. So when I say the number is 8,342 for people who typed in at the time of this search, the number one keyword, 
stop smoking hypnosis. Where's that sensation? Yeah. Okay, I already made the joke. Uh, but when I point that out, that is the 8,342 people who not only did a search, but also landed on my site. The Google Analytics thing plants a code on your site and can then match up to the search results. So again, appropriately biased because what I'm referencing here is actual data from a profitable hypnosis company. So listen through that angle. Number three keyword, by the way, is kind of fun. Uh, a difference of only roughly, I'd say, 170 searches. So like 8,140 searches at the time that I pulled this document. Quit smoking hypnosis. So stop smoking hypnosis and quit smoking hypnosis, I found over the years kind of classically danced between the top couple of positions here. Uh, what I really want to highlight, and some of you may take some offense to this, that you've likely heard me talk about this topic before. Number eight how to become a hypnotherapist. Number 3,000, it was searched and landed on my page, 3,873. Uh, let's see. Number 13, hypnotherapy training, roughly in the low 3,000s. I'll shortcut the numbers from here on out. Uh, hypnosis certification, number 24, roughly 1,900 searches. And then we go hypnotherapy training near me is number 34 on the list. This is ranked again from one to 1,000. That's just shy of 1,700. And uh, here's the point that I want to call out here. Number 35, not until the 35th entry on this page, on the search, on this, again, appropriately biased data, is stop smoking hypnotherapy with, at the time of this specific data, this rolling 16-month range of what I collated here, uh, 1,669 searches. Here's what you need to hear from everything I just rattled off there. The word hypnotherapy in any of its forms did not appear in the top 34 keywords of people looking for our services, unless it was in the context of how to become one. So once again, let me bang this drum, proving that it seems that I won't say many of us because I don't include myself in this one. Many of you are clinging along to a word that you think is important, but clearly the data doesn't lie. Your client's don't think is as important as you believe it to be. That's why I was a hypnotist at Virginia Hypnosis. And nowadays I'm the hypnotist at Work Smart Hypnosis as when I closed down that local business and moved down here, we pulled my client services inside of this, the Work Smart Hypnosis company. But isn't that interesting? Again, the fact that uh, that word just doesn't appear in those top searches. And I did I said appropriately biased earlier. Yes, I saw a bunch of people for stopping smoking. I did have that hypnotherapy word in many different iterations on my website because in Virginia, we were allowed to use that word. It's different from one state to another. So just isn't that interesting? Oh, but I want to call myself a hypnotherapist so they don't confuse me with those stage people. All right. Your clients are finding people like me though instead. And again, looking through this, um, hypnosis for anxiety, number six. So this is where, kind of like the, the, the game that kids would play, Mad Libs, where, or I, I would think more of it as um, the improv comedy routine of what they call uh, scenes from a hat. They used to do that on Whose Line Is It Anyway, where people in the audience would write out certain words, certain phrases, and they'd start acting out a scene and then one of the performers would reach into a hat, pull out the piece of paper, unfold it, and they had to start to use that word. 
that's what I think about with this kind of a resource to see that specifically the term confidence hypnosis, major keyword, and scenes from a hat. Do you see how I would start to use that as the extension page? You know, the if it was off of work smart hypnosis, it would be worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash confidence dash hypnosis. And that'd be the page. If uh, I'm sure it's not available, if that was my main thing I wanted to work on, I would try to buy. Let's see if anyone actually has this while I'm recording here. Uh, confidencehypnosis.com. Oh, someone's squatting on it. I bet they want a lot of money. We'll leave that one there. Uh, so looking at it again from that angle of this really just cuts out a lot of that guesswork, start to use your their words, use it in the headlines, inject it into your paragraphs. Now, don't do it in a way that just screams, I'm trying to fit these words in. Some of us remember the people who used to do what was called article spinning. How do I rephrase this article a whole bunch of ways so it looks like it's new content? That crap doesn't work anymore. By the way, number 21 keyword. Very appropriately biased. Jason Lynette. Okay. At least I got that one. So again, point number two, use the words your clients use. That whole list of the thousand keywords, those of you with access to hypnotic business systems, it's the uh, search engine optimization section. That is the download in between videos two and three inside of that module. Let's dive into tip number three, diversify your media. Now, careful here, because a couple of points. If you're putting a bunch of graphics, if you're putting a bunch of videos, here come the air quotes for those of you just listening to this. In theory, up until recently, the search engines couldn't quite crawl that. Now, with AI-based algorithms and search content, yes, it can now. However, play a game. Go over to, and this is going to fit into item number five, preview, act surprise when I get their quality content off your website. When I say diversify your media, go to a Google search. Even better, here's a really nerdy pro tip. Uh, I have my computer's Apple. Everything I'm talking about will also work on Windows. And the primary browser that I use is either Google Chrome, which I prefer, or I will use like Safari, which is the Apple-based browser. Again, what I'm saying now, some of you are about to go, I don't use Apple. That's not for me. No, you can get most of these browsers except for Safari on even Windows computers. However, I also have the Firefox web browser installed on my computer, but nothing is logged into it. That way, whenever I do a search, it's not doing a search based upon my specific login history and other things. If I'm ever doing market research, that's what I do inside only Firefox and change that out for any other browser, by the way. And it's where if you go into a browser, specifically if you're not logged into anything and do a search for, I'll say it so this is not just locked in a specific span of time, um, the current president or leader of your country, uh, do a search for your favorite singer, do a search for a recent news story. And I'm saying this specifically just from google.com. And what I want you to take note of is how Google will basically stack information in different ways. If you did a search um, right now, as I'm recording this, there's it's a tragedy that this is happening, but there were wildfires in Maui over in Hawaii, and chances are news articles 
would start to pop up. Chances are followed by YouTube articles of different news programs then reporting on it. If you were to do a search for a specific actor, we've got to mark this episode in time because Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, passed away last week. You might find news stories. You might find video clips. You might find bits from movies over the years. Then do a search for, well, someone you know who is not international celebrity. And basically play with different categories, and you're going to see that Google will start to feed you different search results and will change it up based upon what tends to be more favored. Well, this is one of those aspects that Google is looking for even on your website. If it's all words, if it's all text, it's going to seem a bit dated and, well, people aren't going to read it anyway. Uh, so this is where add in some video content. And if you're just starting out, it's perfectly fine to host your video publicly on YouTube and embed YouTube on your page. It kind of makes everything begin to talk to itself. Add in some images. Make sure they're not too big of a file because that can slow down the load. And okay, here's nerdy point number two. You can add what's considered to be an alt description, alternative description to your images. Every every single web designer, web builder has this as a function now. And even if you're not doing it, the AI stuff is going to try to read the image and take a guess. So you might as well instruct it. So start to vary your content for the sake of showing it that this is a quality website. Point number four of the six tips to get found on Google, update and optimize for mobile. Okay, so I could have made this one seven tips. Instead, I combined these two because this is not my quote. It's generally true though. You should design in 2023 and beyond for the mobile experience because that's where most people are looking at your stuff. You should work from the assumption as if no one ever would look at your page on an actual laptop, desktop, computer, what have you, because that's a reality that's rapidly approaching. I'm sitting here right now and I have a new iPad and it came with a promo that gave me one of their magic keyboards. And I'm like, oh damn, this thing could actually be a replacement for my laptop computer. And I've actually gone to a few events and been on some work trips recently, and that's all I brought with me. So again, think about the mobile experience. So that might be an update you need to make. So that's how I smash these two together inside of point number four about updating. However, Google loves new content. So swoop into your pages across your site every now and then, and you get a new testimonial, add that into the mix. There's a new article published about you, add that into the mix. You realize that the only photos you have of you are those 1988 glamour shots you had done next to Sears. Some of you know who I'm talking to here. Uh, get rid of those and update those images. Add a new video. There might be, here, here's a great way to think about this, and this also points back to number one, quality content on your website. What are, again, those questions that people most often ask you? Start to add that content to your site. Yes, this means that some of your stuff is going to become, I don't want to necessarily say longer, let's say more appropriately detailed. And over the years, I can think of clients who I'd asked, what videos of mine did you watch? And they answered all of them. <laughs> oh, was there a specific page on the website that grabbed your attention? And they go, I read through all of it. Those people are out there. So frequent updates. This again goes back to item number one, quality content. I didn't say 
you have to blog. But if your way of staying up to date is to blog, hey, from the guy who has put out a podcast nearly every single week for the last eight years and publishes, oh, am I revealing behind the curtain too much? Basically publishes every single episode as a blog updated entry on the Work Smart Hypnosis website. Oh, I have to tell the story. He is a friend. He laughed at this too. Out of context, you would go, jerk, but he was in on the joke. Uh, Paul Ramsey, amazing guy, was doing a stage hypnosis show at uh, a college in Tampa. And he was intentionally taking a break for a little while after that tour was wrapping up. And someone comes up to Paul and I'm there. And I'm just there watching the show, pretending that I'm one of the college students, but I'm clearly not. Uh, and, oh, do you teach hypnosis? Oh, well, I, I usually do, but uh, I'm taking a bit of a break for a couple of reasons. But Jason over there does classes. He's local, but he also does the classes online. You should talk to him. And they turn to me and they go, how do I find your classes? And I go, it's very simple. And I'll just give this an appropriate disclaimer because... I'm here as a guest, and this was Paul's program that he's doing, so if the timing works for you to do the class when Paul is teaching again, definitely go with him. If you have a reason why you're looking for this a little bit sooner, I'm very easy to find. Just go to Google and type in Paul Ramsey, and my stuff comes up first. And, J and Paul goes, Jason, come on. And then we searched, and okay, I was number two after him at least that day. Uh, <laughs> but part of that is... Again, just putting out frequent content. Yes, that was a joke and he was in on it. Uh, didn't expect it to actually be almost kind of true though. So it's that publishing of stuff on a regular basis that actually is of quality. Look at that. Brought us to point number five, quality content off your website. Now, those of you that have ever tried to hire out search engine services before, Take note, there's a reason why this one is one of the last things I talk about. Because let me tell you exactly what not to do. Don't go to fiverr.com, spelled with two R's, and search for the person who says, I'm going to put a bunch of backlinks on the web to point to your website. If that's all that's happening, it's going to make Google want to penalize you. It's going to take you off the search engines. Don't do it. It's putting these nonsense pieces of code on other sites that are pointing to yours. And do you see how that's just dishonest? Do you see how that's just, you know, trying to cheat the system? And if you can see that, so can Google, so can Yahoo, so can Bing, so can every other search engine. So um, don't do it. Instead, though, where is it you can get quality content pointing to you off of your website? Get in the news publish on social media and where you can drop a link to your website, create the appropriate directory listings on the different things that are out there, whether it's stuff like here in the US, we've got Yelp. Uh, there actually still is a yellowpages.com. Oh, if they come after me, any of these companies, you can tell them I told you this. Uh, I've not found any value of paying them. Uh, I did find value of with Yelp. I did pay for the sort of not their advertising service, but I did at one point pay for their, I think it was like 50 bucks a month. And what it did was it just made it so that other people's stuff wasn't on my page. And I got enough business from Yelp that I happily endorsed that though. That's been a while. I don't even know if they still have that, but it's proving that my site is real and my business is legitimate. So quality content on other people's sites, directory sites. I will say that 
this is a bit of a dated premise, but the concept of guest blogging still does work. Uh, I would say don't let it become your main strategy because, well, if their site doesn't have a lot of quality to it, we'll just leave it at that. And point number six, the one I've been saving up to the end, my personal favorite, which again, for even more on this, we've got a massive step-by-step sequence walking you through exactly what you need to know, showing you the ins and outs of the Google Analytics suite, giving you my exact keywords over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. When you're over there, you can see that once you're in, it's either a single payment or brief installment towards lifetime access. And then once you own it, you own it, plus any other future updates I add to the program. So point number six, get people to stick on your page. This relates to the Google Analytics. In fact, just simply installing Google Analytics will help you begin to climb the search rankings because they want data. And here's the thing, it's called a bounce rate. If someone goes to your site and immediately bounces off of it, you have a very high bounce rate. And guess what? A very high bounce rate is very, very bad. Yet if someone lands on your site and they truly begin to engage with it, they browse around to different pages, they watch your videos, they read your articles, they look at your testimonials, they fill out forms, they engage with it. Google can measure the fact that people are spending time on your page. And this all comes around to two words that really have been the theme of this week's episode, quality content, quality content. So do not try to game the system. Do not try to fake it and climb up because even if it works, it'll work until it doesn't. Put any of these six tips in, You're going to have this roadmap towards getting your content found and helping even more clients. And yes, indeed, that's how you make it rain. Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for engaging with this week's episode, for sharing it on your social media streams, and of course, leaving your reviews online anywhere you can all about this specific podcast show. For more details on this, as well as notes of this episode, head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 421 as this episode releases on the podcast stream. That's where you can find the detailed links and show notes of everything that I've talked about. And while you're there too, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. As we like to say, guessing sucks, model what actually works. And this is where you get instant on-demand and lifetime access to more than two dozen specific business action plans that have been proven to work to scale a local hypnotic business all around the world. Check that out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And one more thing for hanging out a little bit longer, we have our next event coming up very soon, the next Work Smart Hypnosis Live online training event. Check out the details and watch the video tour at worksmarthypnosislive.com. And once again, my co-host, Dr. Richard Nongard is joining me once again. And go check out that page because here's what's interesting about this event. Traditionally, half of the attendees are brand new to hypnosis, and this is the first thing that they're doing to get started within the profession. Meanwhile, the other half of people are people who have already trained, already out there working clients, may even be full-time professionals. Yet it's that mindset of continuing to learn and finding more ways to be confident, creative, and flexible with your clients and helping you to really create those raving fans. So check out that event coming up soon, worksmarthypnosislive.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Hold up. 